Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends. So thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lanier. Is there such a thing as too much porn? Could watching porn alter your brain chemistry and screw up your life? And why are so many younger men struggling with erectile dysfunction? Gary Wilson runs the website, yourbrainonporn.com, and he's here to discuss the facts about pornography, how it affects your brain and mojo, and what to do if you're addicted to porn. Welcome to The New Man. Today, we're talking with Gary Wilson. He is the creator and host of YourBrainOnPorn.com. Gary, thank you for being here. Hey, how you doing? So, we're talking about porn today. Uh, I think there's a few guys out there that know, <laughs> know what porn is, um, but we're, we're not going to dive into the ethics of it, whether it's right or wrong. I'm simply curious about what watching porn objectively does to your brain. And, and your site, uh, yourbrainonporn.com, dives into this. You've got so many great presentations and videos and articles on there. Um, but the context here, why many guys are, are listening to the new man is that they, they want to feel fired up about life. They, they want to have a sense of passion. They want to have a sense of meaning. They want some mojo. So, um, today we're going to explore how porn is affecting the brain and in turn affecting their mojo, whether it's building up or tearing it down. So, um, right off the bat, I mean, why should a guy care about what porn is doing to his brain? Well, he should care if he wants to have real excitement with real sexual partners. And I think most guys do. Yeah. If you don't care about that, then maybe you can continue to watch porn. So that's the, the, the major uh, symptom that has brought many guys to visit your brain on porn, or those are the guys who are on many of the forums that link to your brain on porn that I follow back. And their concern is how it's affecting them in terms of their sexual attraction to real partners. Uh, many of them decide to give up porn because they now have erectile dysfunction. Uh, maybe they have delayed ejaculation. Maybe real women don't turn them on. 
So those are the major symptoms that bring guys to your brain on porn. However, when they quit, they then discover that the continuous use of Internet porn has affected them in other ways, and they feel better. They have more energy, more confidence, more motivation. Some, some actually have a reduction in, in social anxiety. Their concentration goes up. So some of them have additional symptoms that have been exacerbated by continuous use of internet porn. It's interesting because I, I, I could imagine that he may not even realize that porn is doing this. Um, but in his world, just things aren't that great. He may be feeling anxious. He may be feeling dull. Like I, I could just imagine him like, what's wrong with me? Something's wrong with me. And oh yeah, I got porn over here on the side. But do you think he's connecting the dots between his relationship with porn and how he's actually feeling and looking at his life? It hasn't been the most surprising thing for me. So I'm age 57. I didn't grow up with porn and all none of us guys did. We didn't really didn't care about it. Sure, we opened up a Playboy, looked at it, and then put it down and started chasing real women. So if you have, number one, grown up with porn, you don't know what it's like without it. But even the older guys, I call them older, you know, in their 30s and 40s, uh, what the main message I want to bring is that you don't know how it's affecting you until you remove the single variable because often the guys have been using for years and years. So maybe they just think it's a change in attraction to their wife or partner, or maybe they're just aging and they're not sexually excited, or maybe life is more boring and they're just getting old. So the only way to discover how using internet porn is affecting you is to take a diet and that means remove it completely remove fantasizing from it and stay off it for several months and the reason i say several months is that a lot of guys who who it is affecting will go through a withdrawal period or they'll go through what we call flatline actually they'll lose their libido if they're really heavy users and that'll be very disconcerting to them sure uh so it takes time so to answer your question, you need to remove the variable and know what's surprising is the guys, even the ones with erectile dysfunction, here they are in their 30s, they're just saying, oh man, I'm getting older. And they say, I never connected the dots. Yesterday, we had uh, another guy write up his, we call them rebooting accounts, where he says, oh, you know, I'm cured. And he was a medical doctor. He's had seven years of ED. And his wife, his partner was a medical doctor, and his dad is a medical doctor. He never connected the dots. So if a medical doctor can't connect the dots, and this is a guy who's 29, how's the regular person supposed to? That's stunning. That That is really stunning. So to wrap that up, it's just, uh, it, yeah, my life may be a certain way. I may be thinking, oh, this is about my wife and, and changes in our relationship. It may just be that I'm not really fired up about this or that anymore. And you're saying, well, how do you know unless you take this one variable out? If you take porn out for a certain period of time, and we'll talk about the reboot in a little bit, but if you take porn out and you go on this diet, who knows what's possible uh, uh, once you once you remove that variable. Is that right? That's correct. You can always go back to porn, right? It's just like anything in your life. You know, how do you know how your, you know, a certain food is affecting you? Maybe you're allergic to it. How do you know how your exercise routine is affecting you? How do you know how your job is affecting you? <laughs> Until you go on vacation right. and you're away for two weeks and go, oh my God, what's my job doing to me? Yeah. So, so yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about what's actually happening. I, you know, there's so much brain 
stuff, very technical, very um, yeah. scientific stuff. I'd like to keep it pretty high level. And then they, if they want more, obviously, I, I wanted them to go check out the site because it, it just you go really into what happens with the brain and the wiring and all the different chemicals from dopamine. And, and I can't remember the other one right off the bat. But uh, the, what's, so just give us a, a, a sense of what's going on here, because this could sound like those 50 scare tactics that, you know, like pot's going to turn your brain inside out and sex with, you know, as a teen is going to do all this stuff. And, you know, right. what we heard all that stuff where masturbating was going to make our hair fall out and make us go blind. So uh, th- there's real data here. I, th- I guess that's what I'm, can you got to give us an overview of a very layman's version of the, of what's happening here? Yeah. So the first thing, this isn't about masturbation. This is about high speed internet porn, which is a new stimulus that we have never uh, encountered. So just to give you an overview, people are becoming literally addicted to the internet. There are 40 brain studies put out in the last three years showing the exact same brain changes that occur in drug addicts. And you go, oh my God, that can't be the same as taking meth. I didn't say it was the same as taking meth. I said they share the same brain changes. So when you become addicted to something, whether it's gambling or video games, there's a very specific set of brain changes that occur. And it it's it makes you crave whatever you do. So there's when the so the brain changes make you crave it and it gets stronger and stronger at the same time you're craving it whether it's gambling playing video games or drinking alcohol what happens is your brain becomes numb uh, to all other natural rewards in other words whether it's sex or eating or sunset or music it actually decreases the reward chemicals in the brain because it's trying to balance things out because you're overstimulating it so these two processes occur. One, you become hyper-reactive and craving the one thing that you've been using a lot. And secondarily, you become numb to normal pleasure. So that occurs with all addiction. So that's the overview, and that can occur uh, with natural addiction. So this is what the new neuroscience has been showing us in the last 10 years. And that, that helps me understand why suddenly his zest for life would go down because he's only got this one very pointed outlet or this one place where he is getting these little hits of rewards, like kind of like a, a lab rat where he gets a little pellet or something every few minutes. Exactly. You've trained the brain. It's like Pavlovian conditioning where we know, okay, you ring the bell and you salivate. But addiction is Pavlovian conditioning. That's the first part. But it's like Pavlovian conditioning on steroids. It just blasts the part of your brain called the reward circuit that lights up, that gets you excited and really, oh, man, I want that. I want that. I want that. Uh, The best way to understand uh, a reward circuit at the highest level is you're having sex and intercourse and you're getting close to orgasm. And that's where your reward circuit is at the highest natural level. It's like, oh, I got to get to that orgasm. So that's it. And, And that's what's occurring. So it's not about orgasm. What occurs with Internet porn that's now different with the dial up, you'd have to wait around forever for some single picture to come down. Now you can set up 10 tabs. You can go to what are called tube sites, which have three-minute videos of high definition, the hardest of the hard core, and you can click from tab to tab as soon as that three minutes is over. So what you do is you take a mouse, just like you would with Facebook, except it's sexual stimulation, which is much more than Facebook, as we know, uh-huh. 
and you can keep clicking and clicking, and you can keep your dopamine. Dopamine is the I've got to get it uh, reward chemical. And you keep it elevated maybe for hours on end. And this is something we haven't seen before. It just keeps going and going and going. So that's the part of it where if you keep dopamine really high, uh, it, number one, trains your brain to need that stimulus. And number two, eventually, over time, your dopamine for other natural rewards starts to decline. And looking at a Playboy, you'd instantly get bored. Well, let me, so, let me, let me go there because, you know, when yeah. you were describing it earlier, and I, I, I want to come back to what you said, the difference between this orgasm, the orgasm piece, like, you know, just it, it, masturbating to ejaculation versus I'm going to set up these, these tabs like you're talking about <clears> and just go from yeah. video to video. Um, yeah. Help me understand that a little bit more because, I mean, I remember when I was a teenager I, just being fixated at times. I'm like, I have to have an orgasm. Like, I, it was just this tension in my body that I had to release all this testosterone, all these chemicals going on. And you're saying it's, this is different and, and it's even different than if I'm seeking that with a Playboy. Is that right? Well, yeah, it's different. I mean, obviously, if you're using porn, most people are masturbating, but not always. Now we're coming to the point where kids are watching it at school on their iPhones at work, so they're not masturbating on the bus, right? I hope. Well, <laughs> Maybe they are. <laughs> That's uh, one way to pass like the that. time, though, I guess. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah so, so the, the key thing is not the action, but the response. When I say response, I mean dopamine, the ability to keep dopamine elevated okay. uh, for hours on end. But And then the body trains to need that stimulus, and then your dopamine eventually drops and other pleasures. But that's just part of it. The other part is if I am sitting and being a voyeur and using a mouse and clicking to the hardest of the hard, or it doesn't even matter if it's hard, just all these videos, I am training my brain to need that level of stimulus. So this is the other half, that level of stimulus to get sexually excited. So it just the, the, the bar keeps getting raised more and more for what actually gets the guy excited. Yeah, and you have to watch. So many, many guys say, since I can't see the woman, I don't get excited. Uh, they, ha they have to train themselves to watch. And also, you can't control a woman with the click of a mouse, as we know. So, uh, <laughs> do you, have, do you that, have access to that technology? <laughs> no, but it's probably coming soon, unfortunately. Uh, God knows where they'll go. Well, let's talk about that because you, in your presentation online, you talk about how porn can impact our preferences. Maybe not, maybe not so much our orientation, but um, that it, we do ratchet up and we go to, we can go to more extreme stuff. Um, and so, is it this the seeking of more knowledge? It's not so much about the orgasm. That's what I'm taking away from this. That it is about this stimulation. What's actually going to stimulate me and have me go, ah, there it is. That's the thing I'm looking for. Yeah, so what happens with any type of addiction, and addiction is interesting, it's on a spectrum. So brain changes don't just happen when you wake up one morning. It's a slow burn. It changes. And what occurs is the first thing is called tolerance, which means I need more and more stimulation to get the same buzz. So an addict, an alcoholic might need more alcohol, um, et cetera. 
So what you're doing is your choices are two things with Internet porn. You can spend more time watching, but you still may not get excited. So what you do is you click on something new. Now, here's the key is novelty also raises dopamine. And what's interesting is not only novelty, but any anything that also produces anxiety. Anxiety increases sexual arousal. There are studies on this. Wow. So what you can do is click the stuff that sort of causes anxiety, like it may move to rape porn or to multiple penetration, or as you suggested, we've seen several guys who move to into transsexual porn or maybe even guys that move into gay porn or gay guys that actually move into straight porn because it causes anxiety. It's extremely novel, and they needed that to raise their dopamine because their dopamine is lagging through a slow desensitization process, okay. lowering the dopamine in the reward circuit. So it's just frying the brain, basically. Like It's just running out of things to try and get that hit of dopamine um, it's affecting, you know, he's giving him erectile dysfunction. He's losing his mojo. D does a g guy have to be addicted to internet porn to have these side effects? Uh, what do you, uh, what's the gauge? How much is too much? Yeah, now I used to think that. Uh, so we've been into this about six years when these guys started showing up on my wife's site, which had nothing to do with porn, and we wanted them to <laughs> go right. away. I'm glad you made the disclaimer there, okay? Yeah, it's like, we wanted nothing to do with it, and I certainly wanted nothing to do with it, but, but the first guys that showed up were guys in their 30s, and they were definitely addicted, and they had ED, but what we've noticed is that, no, you don't have to be addicted to have some of these effects, because we're seeing guys starting to show up and going, you know, I'm, I can quit, okay, but I've been having, you know, I'm attracted now to this really weird porn. And then when they stop using it, this fetish takes a few months, goes away. Or young guys with erectile dysfunction, but they too aren't addicted. But they, they've only been using it maybe a couple times a week, but They've been using it instead of sex, so they've trained their brain like Pavlovian, remember? You can have a Pavlovian conditioning without being addicted to something. Okay. And it's like, okay, this is the only thing that rings my bell and gets me salivating, and the real thing doesn't. All right. All right. Well, let's talk about the, the big kicker in this study, with, uh, the studies that you've been um, translating for us, is that this is a lot tougher on adolescents, meaning that the older guys can bounce back quicker, but the younger guys are having a harder time no pun intended, having a, having a harder time <laughs> yeah. uh, bouncing back from, from these symptoms. So why is it more difficult for the younger guys to bounce back? Yeah, so when we talk about bounce back, it's usually sexual dysfunction symptoms, uh, which is delayed ejaculation and ED. So let's just give an example. The older guys, in fact, the older is better. The older guys can back bounce back within eight weeks. Some can bounce back uh, within a month. Some of these guys, younger guys, are taking nine months to a year, and still they continue to improve for maybe a year after that. And it's really, really hard. And this is strange because they have higher testosterone. They have higher supposedly sexual drive. They have higher dopamine and yet it takes longer. And this goes back to that Pavlovian conditioning concept is the purpose of adolescence is to rewire the brain. You have an explosion of 100 billion new nerve connections and you're supposed to trim them down and rewire so that 
you can successfully reproduce. So you rewire to your sexual environment as a mammal to know what to do, who to do it with, how to do it. And that's what they're doing. They start at age 12 or 11 and they watch porn videos of people doing it for years before they have their first kiss. And they, those those connections in the brain have wired, this is how you do it. You sit in front of a screen, you click from video to video to video in order to have sex. So this is the script. This is what's getting written down. This is the blueprint for them under the, yeah. in, in the folder that says sex in their lives. This is what gets written. It, it's about sitting down in front of a screen alone and clicking through stuff and, and being a voyeur, as you said, just being outside of it watching. Um, and so... It sounds like when they move into into adulthood that they because they've not had these more I guess real uh, experiences and real interactions that they have to relearn that at a time when their brain is not developing. Is that a safe way to put it? Yeah, well, the nice thing about the brain is it can always change. It's always plastic, moldable, so it can rewire, but uh, it it really, uh, between 11 and 18 is the really strong wiring. So it is harder, and they have to relearn. And relearning doesn't mean necessarily that they have to go out and have sex. They need to get their sexual arousal with real Girls, you know, look at them, fantasize about them, be around them, touch them, cuddle, communicate with them, just be around real girls and unplug from artificial. Okay. All right. So let's, let's talk about the reboot. You, you, your site leads guys through a process called the reboot. So <laughs> what is it? Walk us through it. Well, the reboot was not our, our invention. We have no program. Uh, it's something that occurred early on when guys had ED, and they said, you know, I'm going to stop all porn, and most of them stopped masturbation or drastically reduced it because they had sexual problems. And so it, it was an invention where guys were getting their mojo back. They were getting their erectile function back, their sexual desire back. And that was called a reboot. We just came up with that name, just like a computer, you reboot. And it usually took about two months. But now we have younger guys and it's taking longer. So it's a little bit controversial. Should they also give up masturbation? Well, the truth is the ones that do have sexual dysfunctions, they need to really drastically reduce masturbation, especially the young ones, uh, or give it up entirely for a while. This is just a temporary thing to try to heal the dysfunctions. They also need to give up fantasizing about porn because that's just, you know, activating those same circuits. So in other words, give up everything artificial, everything artificial. Okay. And so even though uh, fantasizing about a a real woman has not been kind of classified as some of the the behavior that's hurting him, Mm -hmm. during the reboot, you're saying lay off it. 
No, now that's a controversial one. I think, you know, the guys go back and forth. Here's the funny thing is it's probably good for the younger guys to fantasize about real women. That's what we're finding because they need to. But the older guys, and older I mean like 35 to 55, they find that they do better if they just choose not to fantasize because they've been doing that their whole life and just really sort of cut out everything and that, that speeds up the process. So I think that for the young guys, you know, under 30, it's probably a good idea to fantasize about the real deal. Okay. And, and there's a whole other, you know. But no porn scenarios. That's the key thing. Okay. Don't don't put them into a group of 50 women, you know, gang bangs. You know, you just put them into like a, maybe a real life scenario. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a real life fantasy. Interesting. A real life fantasy something. <laughs> and, and then there's a whole other avenue, which is just actually learning how to feel the stimulation in your body instead of going up into your head altogether. That could, you know, what's possible just learning how to stimulate yourself and actually be aroused by the sensations you feel. A lot of guys are like, what? Are you kidding me? So, uh, consider that one as well. All right. Well, yeah, we have a whole page on that because that's what we found out that the young guys do need that. Okay, fantastic. Well, I, I think your I think your work is great. I some you know my wife sent it to me last week. I said check this out, and I immediately emailed you, and and I'm glad that you were you were able to be on the show. And I like you've got a sense of humor about this. It seems like it would be difficult to have these conversations with guys about this sensitive topic and 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 not bring in a sense of humor. So it seems to make it light. Do, do you find that that diffuses some of the tension around here? Because it's got to be scary to be young and dealing with ED and not being attracted to women, or or maybe getting actually getting a time with a woman and then not being aroused. Um, that could be scary stuff. I, is the humor helping? Well, it definitely helps. And yeah, that is terrifying. You know, a couple of emails today of guys saying, you know, I'm suicidal because I think I'm ruined for life. So we see that all the time. Wow. You know, they think they're 22. They can't get it up to even porn anymore. And they're like, man, I've gone to doctors and I'm done. So they, they actually think their life is done. Okay. So yeah, you, you've got to have a sense of humor. You just, you know, you got to pump them up and say, just keep going. You know, the brain can change, you know, you're young. So where do we go for, uh, you know, what's available at your site? Tell us about the site. What's there? Well, the site, I call it the clearinghouse. It's your brainandporn.com. You know, there's nothing to sell. I mean, I don't sell anything. There's no ads. And we definitely have lots of articles. Uh, we have uh, about five or six presentations that you can look at to understand what's going on. Uh, they have all these so-called rebooting accounts. We about have 600 there. Uh, and so there's lots of material there. There's also links to forums where guys are supporting each other. I don't have a forum on my site. Okay. I, I'm just imagining the guy that's out there, he might be listening to this and he's just like, wow, I'm not alone. I'm not the only guy that's young or a little too young to be dealing with ED or just not feeling fired up about the women that I'm seeing in the real world or, or whatever. I, I just imagine this is, is um, got to be, got to feel like the wind at his back for a change. So Gary Wilson, your brain on porn.com. Thank you so much. You bet. Thanks a lot. There's so much more to The New Man than these interviews. So visit thenewmanpodcast.com and join the mailing list so you never miss another update. Thanks for listening.